Blog Talk Radio. Hello, welcome to Snake Oil Radio. Here on Blog Talk Radio, this is your host, Jim Ventura. Thanks for joining me today. If it's your first time tuning into my show, uh, I am my name is Jim Ventura. I am a professional navigational consultant. Uh, my expertise is in uh, astrology and numerology uh, and different oracles like uh, runes and tarot and uh, animal totems and quite a few different types of, of uh, modalities that I work with. Um, I have a home office in uh, Phoenix. Uh, I do personal sessions out of my office and by phone with uh, many different clients across the country. Uh, if you want information about any of my services, go to jimventura.com and you can find out uh, about um, services and, 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 and getting a personal session if you choose. Uh, also, I am a writer. Uh, I've published a couple of books. Again, information about that would also be on my website at jimventura.com or you can look for my books through Amazon and order directly by them. Uh, and I do a monthly column called Snake Oil that I've been doing for uh, oh, quite a few years now. I think since 2003 is when I started doing the column. So um, once a month, I do a uh, live column show and uh, talk a bit about uh, the column afterwards, kind of go into a little more detail about it. Uh, if you're not already getting my monthly email newsletter, uh, you can email me at VenturaSage at Yahoo.com to get added to the monthly mailer uh, newsletter. It is free and it is blind copied, so no one will ever get your email address from me. I don't, uh, I don't do very much sales promotion, uh, just uh, basically a free monthly column uh, with some of my own promos in there, but mostly about giving you kind of good information each month. Okay, so again, all that info, JimVentura.com, you can, can check that out as well. And uh, this is, uh, I normally used to do the show at the beginning of the month, although now we're more than past the middle. But I've only been getting to about one show a month as of late. I used to do it two or three times a month on Thursdays. Um, you know, that fluctuates. Sometimes uh, I get in the mood to do more shows, and uh, that may uh, shift in the near future. But at least we'll try to stick with the monthly format to twice a month. Uh, sometimes I do astrology update shows, which I know usually have a bigger following. Um, Anyway, so we're going to, uh, I'm going to do a live read of August's column. I want to read that first, of course, in case you have not read that. Uh, that way you'll know kind of what we're going to talk about today. I will not be uh, taking live phone calls uh, during today's show. I see a couple of people jumping in on the lines. Um, uh, this isn't, isn't kind of a show where I'm, I'm doing little mini readings or things like that. I, I, this is really about... Uh, giving you a lot of insight into uh, the subject the column was, was written about. Uh, and, and you'll benefit from that uh, by far than, than the mini-readings, which I sometimes do during astrology update shows. But we won't be doing those today. So anyway, let's get on with it and uh, read this month's column, uh, which was called, uh, this month's snake oil, which was called Just the Right Spot. Uh, this spring of 2017 seemed to be one of the worst allergy seasons on record. Uh, many of my friends who also have seasonal allergies complained of suffering far more than usual. I also talked to a lot of people who never really had major problems with sinus issues in the past, but were bothered this year as well. As far back as I can remember, I I've always had them. Uh, yet over the years, while they've com having completely healed by any means,
have decreased quite a bit for me. Herbal supplements, acupuncture, sea salt lamps, local honey, and a few other holistic techniques have worked to decrease a lot of my symptoms. My body and health in general seems to be stronger than it ever has been. This year, while everyone around me was sneezing or clogged up, I actually hadn't hardly suffered at all. After years of well-meaning friends suggesting neti pots, uh, gin-shin, acupressure points, I finally listened to one of the suggestions. I looked up some online video instruction sites for how to do your own trigger point therapy to reduce allergies and sinus trouble. I used some of the techniques they suggested, and they actually worked. It does take, take some time to hit all the trigger points because I do watch a few hours of television most evenings. I edit the process of working the trigger points while doing my television watching. The whole process of, of working to hit about seven pressure points in, in your face primarily in hand it usually takes about 15 or 20 minutes. Now, in addition to the grooming supplies next to my remote control that I use, like tweezers, moisturizers, dental floss, nail clippers, nail file, I also have another fixed thing to do to maintain staying healthy and well-groomed while watching television. Most of the time, I use my fingers, but I've also used a shredder, points, um, and the shredder is a, a product of one of my, my friend markets and sells. Um, but I most part use my fingers. I've always been able to multitask, uh, having a mutable sun sign, so there's no problem for me to do this while relaxing in front of the tube. In some respects, it's even more appealing because I feel productive. I've used the technique a number of times in hotel rooms while on vacations this year. Well-meaning friends, often less holistically inclined, have suggested different pharmaceutical products to help when they saw me struggling with seasonal allergies. You know, except in a few rare cases, I don't use pharmaceutical remedies, precisely because they usually are not cures. They may mask or help, but rarely solve. Dis-ease is always multi-layered. Many people choose not to acknowledge this and are not able to take advantage of the potential healing from other sources. While physical symptoms and problems are quite physical, all events are interconnected. Emotional blocks, limiting beliefs, and unresolved patterns are part of the story. In Louise Hay's book, You Can Heal Your Life, she mentioned sinus issues as irritation to one person, someone close. She also mentions hay fever as emotional congestion, fear of the calendar, a belief in persecution. Myself included, I think people with allergies are often very determined people. It's like there are things and people in this world that are going to drive us nuts, maybe even piss us off. Yet we have the courage to come here to this world in this lifetime to confront them anyway. Whether it's hay fever, food allergies, pet allergies, or any other type of allergy, there is something inside that resists what the things we are allergic to represent. This could be trauma from other lifetimes, childhood patterns, or any number of other types of blockades. Emotional limiting beliefs become a physical discomfort when energy is blocked. As far back as I can remember, I was always allergic to cats. In my younger years, if I was in a room with more than one cat, I had extreme reactions. When I dated and fell in love with someone in my early 30s who had a cat, it was difficult to say the least. After uncovering a painful past life memory connected with cats, 
and using practical methods for minimizing contact, I began to improve. Actions like just allowing myself to pet a cat and wash my hands afterwards helped. I slowly began to have less reactions to the cat, and eventually all cats in general. Three years later, when we broke up, I kept a cat. I'm not allergic to cats at all anymore. I physically worked through the issue, but it was also about recognizing what cats represent and why I had this denial. I worked through my cat allergies at multiple levels, and the internal shift contributed to the physical healing. Cats are very tactile animals. In Druid tradition, they represent guardianship, detachment, and sensuality. I struggled in my younger years with being truly comfortable with intimacy. I worked through this while working through the cat allergies at the same time. Both problems have been largely resolved. I no longer struggle with either of these issues. One of the most interesting things about working with trigger points and, and pressure points was not just the release of quite a bit of my sinus trouble. After doing this work for about six months, I began noticing a few other things of value. There was a shift in my thinking and the way I reacted to others. I'm becoming more detached and taking things that used to frustrate me far less personally. I also noticed that my dream recall has heightened dramatically. I remember more of my dreams have become far more lucid while in the dream state. I am more clear about the meaning of my dreams and seem to be getting more work, quote, done in the dream state, while at the same time waking up more rested. My physical ability to breathe better has also triggered shifts in other areas that were blocked in the past. I am flowing in more areas and looking at changing beliefs from childhood that made me uncomfortable with receiving. There may be areas in life where we're born with certain challenges and dispositions that we cannot change. We can often see both the positive and negative aspects of these attributes in an astrology chart or even numerology charts. While there are simply too many reasons to list here for the patterns behind illness, one very common theme connected with physical limitations and disabilities are often more about developing purpose and strength by overcoming and or accepting the limitations. People with any type of disability, whether they're born with them or later acquire a major illness or problem, born with missing limbs or losing them later in life, can often be far stronger than people who have never really experienced difficult challenges at all. They often become tremendously inspirational to everyone around them and even transform courage they show. There are some aspects of life we just need to accept and change our view of it to live more peacefully. Still, there are a lot of limitations that can be changed. I used to see my refusal to accept physical limitations and limiting beliefs from religion, society, and my early teachers as a defiance or something that added to my belief that I was an oddball. Now I look at my refusal to accept limitations as a strength. If something can be fixed to improve my life, I will eventually tackle it and change it for the better. I can then use this knowledge to assist my friends and the clients who are willing to listen. Hitting the right spots can take some work. It can be uncomfortable to be willing to shift things we often cling to, even when we don't like these aspects. Often the healing crisis is part of the shifts that lead to permanent healing. Yet, when we hit the right spots internally and externally, the changes to the flow of energy make the effort required well worth the benefits that will soon follow.
Okay, so that was this month's column, and it, it was, of course, a new column. Uh, anyone who follows my columns knows that I I probably do about six or seven new columns a year and then run uh, repeat, so to speak, uh, uh, you know, maybe about five times a year. So it's almost 50-50, a little more toward new uh, at this stage. Um, and it's because I have a lot of columns. I have 100-plus columns at this point, so uh, many of my, my new readers have never even heard uh, uh, some of the early columns, so I, I like to repeat them. And then also because I'm really lazy and it takes a tremendous amount of work to write a new column every month, and it's my job, I don't get paid for it, and I, so I get to do whatever the hell I want to uh, in that respect. So there's a lot of reasons for that. But this was a new column, obviously. Uh, you know, listen, I, 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 I had allergy crap from childhood, like I said in the piece. Uh, very allergic to cats. Uh, I was sick a lot. As a kid, uh, I never had asthma, but I definitely had allergies and various things. I've talked about that in other shows. Um, i very healthy, very sturdy, very strong body now. I have been studying different elements of healing modalities and, and herbs, and, and while those aren't my areas of specific expertise, I am pretty knowledgeable about these subjects, and the work I've done has increased the strength of my health and also the shifting of my beliefs and various other things that are all entwined. So, um, yeah, this was a really tough allergy season uh, this spring and, and early summer, and I saw it with people around me. And, again, for me, it was really tame. Um, once I kind of discovered these acupressure points and things as well, and I did them pretty regularly, it, it, it got easier. Uh, I've used acupuncture in the past. Highly recommend a good acupuncturist. But... Um, uh, this was, uh, you know, cost-free uh, in that respect. There is a, you know, value. A lot of, a lot of my, uh, you know, readers and listeners are going to like hearing that. And this leads into another story that that surfaced uh, a couple of weeks ago. So aside from the clearing of the allergies, um, I woke up uh, about uh, maybe three weeks ago in, in kind of like the middle of the night with some kind of sharp pain on my right side. Uh, it wasn't extreme, but it was uncomfortable. And I got up, and I was kind of walking around, and I couldn't sleep, and I kind of felt this kind of, you know, dull, uncomfortable pain on my right side. And, and, and listen, I, I, you know, I got kind of scared uh, because I had had a situation with uh, kidney stones uh, 15 years ago, and it was similar in tone and feeling, milder, because when I woke up 15 years ago with, with, with stones, didn't know I had them at the time, um, that was excruciating. Uh, and, and so this was a milder version of it, but definitely notable. So I kind of had that panic. I was like, oh, no, you know what I mean? It feels like kidney liver and uh, feels similar, and what am I going to do? And, you know, 15 years ago, I had a really great, Chinese herbalist and acupuncturist who I went to that was the one who cleared the stones, by the way. I went to, I suffered all night, went there in the morning. He popped some needles in me, moved the energy around, gave me some herbal stuff, and I walked out of his office feeling literally 80% better almost instantly, and then within a day, it was completely gone. So um, awesome, cost me $110, $120 to move stones through. Uh, at the time, I didn't have medical coverage. I do now, but I don't want to use it unless I absolutely have to. I'm not a big fan of Western medicine unless you need it and you use it. Uh, that said, 
I don't have that doctor anymore. I think he moved. He's long gone. So, you know, I wake up in the middle of the night, and I'm, you know, not feeling very comfortable. And so, of course, me, I go online. I start researching trigger points for kidney, liver, gallbladder, those areas. I find them. I start pressing the pressure points, uh, look that up, um, look up some sites on what to take to clear the possibility of stones coming through before they, you know, become stones, you know, if it's just beginning its process of forming. And a lot of information, of course, online, you know, uh, a combination of lemon juice and, and, and <laughs> apple cider vinegar, the different herbs to take. You know, they found some good information on holistic ways to kind of move that through. So, you know, it, it, it was okay. Certainly it, it kind of passed in, in that respect. And I went and got uh, a, a herbal formula called, um, you know, Stone, uh, what is it called? Stone Free. That's the herbs that you take to move stones through. Uh, and then I posted something about a Facebook, and one of my friends slash clients posted something about a root called uh, Pedra Chanka Chanka Pedra. Um, that is, a, I think, a Peruvian root, and uh, you can get it in a tea or other formats. And that's supposed to be unbelievably. It's called Chansa Pedra. You can get it on Amazon, by the way. I'm sure of the spots too. And she told me about that, so I began that process of, you know, clearing. And, and, and what dawned on me was a couple of things. Let me talk about the physical elements. Let me mention the spiritual, energetic, metaphysical ones, because, again, they're entwined. Um, one, you know, I, I, I have this habit of getting heavy-handed about things. Uh, I'm, I'm a Sagittarius sun sign, but my rising sign is Taurus. And anyone who has strong Taurian characteristics will identify with this positive pull of Taurus as I have. I have things. I have a strong body. I have morals. I have ethics. I have, I have, I have the Taurian focus. The negative is I indulge. And for me, I love coffee. And I get to a point sometimes where I'm having it every day, and, I'm ha- and that's what was happening. I was having half a pot of coffee every day, and my instinct was telling me I need to take a day or two off here and there. There's a little too much coffee. I don't really drink much alcohol, so I didn't alcohol. I knew the coffee was kind of jamming up the works a little. It's a little hard for the body to process. And so I knew that was part of it. I had to just kind of go on a cleanse. I had not done one in a very long time. And, I, you know, it's cringing at the idea of a week without coffee, but I knew this is what I needed to do. So it was a week with drinking lemon water and no coffee and just a little tea and then taking this root and these herbs and, Here's the good news, guys. I'm, you know, it's about 85, 90% heals. Very little issue between the pressure point work and the herbs. So I don't think, I think I, I, I broke the stones up before they became a problem to some extent already. And I'm going to, I'm having coffee again, but being a little less aggressive about it and doing it more a few days a week and then taking a break a day and, you know, and drinking more water. So physical things. Okay. Spiritual, emotional stuff. All disease is interconnected at multiple levels. You know, kidneys, uh, liver, gallbladder, they have a lot to do. Again, when you if you look this up in Louise Pay's book, You Can Heal Your Life, which I highly recommend every single person listening to this gets. It is one of the quote-unquote metaphysical Bibles, so to speak, of um, value. Because she lists different illnesses and what the emotional, psychological causes are and what the healing mantras are, and it's a really good book. Most things you're going to find in there. You can look stuff up online as well with different healers that will give you insight. 
Uh, or, you know, again, talk to me. I know how to do this stuff. <coughs> Excuse me. So, the, 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 the kidney, liver, gallbladder, gallbladder a lot of times has to do with reacting. It's the goal of someone doing this to me, the goal of them. Okay, so that one's easy in terms of gallbladder stuff. Liver kind of is the seat of our primitive emotion when we're struggling with anger and and, and kind of that primal part of us that's angry and pissed off and offended and, and, and kidneys have a lot to do with criticism, shame, and reacting like a little kid and, 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 and emotional dynamics like that. So you can see how there's sort of a, a theme that runs along that part of us energetically. Um, and, and, and that was valid for me. I had a difficult experience in early July connected with the casino that I go to that was really embarrassing and uncomfortable. And uh, I was finding myself brewing on that a lot, knowing that I still, of course, it was only a slap on the wrist and I, it was a, you know, I didn't get any real trouble out of it, but it was a discomfort about it. It brought up a lot of stuff about my past and the part of me that's a bad boy and, and, you know, uh, I can get into it, but I'll write about it eventually in a column. Um, that was part of it. And the other part that was really big is I realized I had some real resentment with my mom. Uh, not getting into a lot of detail about this, but, you know, I, I had my dad died about eight or nine years ago. My dad was very loving, very generous man. My mother, a good mother, but she's emotionally kind of cold and stingy. And, and you know, my mother, you know, uh, it's my mother... It's not helpful when you go through difficulty like my father was. And I think, you know, again, without getting a lot of detail about it, because I'm sure I'll talk about it uh, in the column, um, I realized I had some resentment and anger toward my mother's selfishness. And uh, it's valid. I'm not wrong. My mother, she's a good woman, but she's a little shitty in some ways in, in, in terms of her generosity and humanitarianism. And she could be, but she isn't. So anyway... Long story short, I became aware that this was something that was pulsing through me in a way that I had not come to terms with. So the interesting part of all of this, and I mentioned this in the other piece too, is when you, what I find is that when you begin to approach healing at multiple angles, um, and, and, and by the way, I'm not suggesting anyone don't, does not use Western medicine. You may get healing through that process that may be the angle to take. Uh, uh, you know, listen, I've always said this myself too. If I'm in a car accident and, and I'm a little ripped up from the accident, I expect to be taken to a hospital and attended there. But I do think um, a lot of pharmaceutical and Western medicine isn't always necessary about actually healing something. It's often about masking something, taking medication that doesn't fix it, but just you have to take medication for the rest of your life. So, I've talked about this subject in multiple details, so I'm not anti-Western medicine. I just have found for me that mostly um, I seem to get better healing for the long run with alternative and, and old-school medicine like acupuncture and herbs and, and, and things like that. So that said, when I started taking the herbs, when I was doing the trigger points, that's what began to happen. I began to sort of recognize these angers, these emotional hurts, this, I became more clear about it. So I think that, again, is interconnected. Once you start taking the herbs and, and begin the process of hitting trigger points, I think that where it differs somewhat from Western medicine is you're not having an immediate fix. 
as much as you begin the process of healing. And in that process, dreams and just conscious recognition and old emotional patterns coming up, you know, you start kind of shifting internally at the same time. And that very definitively happens to me whenever I work with these types of of herbs and, and various other things. I could feel, I become aware of where the limiting anger is or emotional block, and then I begin to kind of change it in some respects consciously. And that was part of this process. I kind of, I think I healed the mother thing because I began to understand that, like I was reacting to the way my mother was or how she should be as opposed to the way that she is. And the truth is the way that she is really actually isn't that bad. It could be a billion times worse. Uh, She's kind of a a type of person that was born during the Depression, so she's a hoarder and she, you know, and she, you know, cries martyr when she's certainly financially comfortable enough and, you know, and and my mother won't, she won't part with with her money. And and the thing is, I look at it from that perspective, I was like, maybe the fact that my mother's a hoarder and holding on to this is sort of a good thing because in the long run, I mean, I hope my mother lives a long time, but, you know, uh, she's uh, 84 years old and already long, live longer than any of her, her mother, her father, her, her, her siblings. I mean, you know, really, reality is my mom will pass probably within the next year or two or three. And because she's so cheap, cheap and because she's so frugal, you know, listen, when my mom passes, I'll, I'll get a, a decent inheritance in a way that will be very helpful. So she's sitting on that almost for me in a way. Maybe that's a good thing. And, and also, you know, that it's safe. There's no one's pursing that out of my mother. Anyone who's listening to this that's a criminal that thinks they're going to try to get any money out of my mother, you're never going to do it. Trust me. It's, it's well guarded. She's German and she's smart. And that says no one's getting near anything. Uh, you know what I mean? So at, at another level, it was kind of like, you know, it's like I got this kind of safety net that's there. Plus, on top of it, the fact that my mother is comfortable financially and can can still largely take care of herself and we don't have to help her with kids is a, is a blessing. So that and other things began to sort of shift the way I'm viewing the hurt and the circumstances. And so I think, again, they're all interconnected. I think when you do something like Western medicine and you, you have surgery and have something cut out or replaced or removed, I think the same thing to some extent happens, but I think it happens much more uncomfortably. You're forced to make a change. You're forced to shift beliefs radically. I think it's a harsher experience. That's why I think people after surgery and things like that, aside from the physicality of needing to recover, also emotionally and psychologically need time to recover. And for someone like me, you know, if I had gone into the hospital for kidney stones and spent a few days in the hospital or something, I, you know, aside from the cost, I have Obamacare, but I don't have great coverage. It's decent. Um, you know, and, and time off means I'm not making any income and I'm, you know, I'm going into a hole financially, you know, as well, too. So I don't really have the time for that in that way. So, again, another reason why herbal medicine, things like that, were much more effective for me. Again, not dissuading anyone else for using other forms of therapy. You, you do what you have to at one level or another, what works for you. So, again, in a nutshell, um, you know, I'm a lot better. So, you know, the thing, I look at this almost like it's a pecking order of stacking information. Had I not discovered the trigger points and that stuff because of the allergies, 
um, I, I may not have reacted to this next event that surfaced in my body the same way because I had already done it with, with the allergy stuff. My first awareness was to go online and to look for the trigger points, which, by the way, kidney, liver, things like that, they're right in the palm of your hand, that middle point of your, if you take the palm of your hand and, and press your finger into the middle point of, the, of your hands, and not your fingers, your hands, right in that middle point, that is the trigger point. Uh, of one of a number of them, and and it's one of the easiest ones to reach. Holding your finger in that spot for three or four minutes um, will often kind of move the energy that may be collected in that spot. So I have been doing that for the last week and a half. And, and you know, the beautiful part of all of this was like uh, about two days ago, after about like I said an eight day cleanse or so, I had coffee. Oh. So delicious. <laughs> Although I made a smaller amount, and uh, I've been alternating with tea uh, and, and just drinking more water because it's what I clearly need to do. Um, but uh, it, you know, I always think about that. That's what's funny about healing when you uh, when you you feel good again and you can go out or you can have a steak or you can have coffee or you can have a drink or you know what I mean it's just even more delicious I think in that sense but again you know for me it, I, I'm not really an addictive person by nature it's not really in my in my DNA uh, for, for multiple reasons I did not have an alcoholic mother or father or addiction issues from my childhood or I just really didn't I'm very blessed that way again another reason my mother isn't as bad as I, you know as I make her out to be sometimes when I get irritated with her uh, it's more indulgence. I get heavy-handed. If I go to the casino, you know, I don't just smoke a cigar. I'll smoke seven. And uh, then I come, you know, and then I'm laying in bed kind of not being able to sleep for two hours because tobacco's coursing through my body. You know, and then the funny part, people like this very odd. The funny part is, uh, you know, for then I won't even touch a cigar for a week, a week and a half. Um, I, I've never smoked cigarettes, by the way, in my life. It doesn't interest me at all. It's just like I, I love a good cigar. It's delicious. But, again, I can get heavy-handed. I think that's what was happening with the coffee and I wasn't getting enough water and all this other stuff was surfacing. So, again, another interesting example that came later after I had written this column about hitting the right spots that I, I was able to do that. And uh, that's, uh, you know, that's great. It's fascinating to be um, more awake when it comes to personal healing. You know, what I had noticed this summer, and let me kind of tangent to another point that I think will really uh, have some, some validity for a lot, a lot of my listeners. Um, and this has been, you know, 2016 was not a good year. <laughs> I think that... The political election was horrible and 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 toxic and and difficult and and 2017. Uh, I don't know if it's been that much brighter, um, you know, in terms of of the mass scale of things with uh, terrorist attacks and you know there was a horrible attack in Spain today and 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 our present current president said some really nutty dark, crazy things a couple of days ago that everyone is reacting to in one form or another. So it just seems that there has been, it's easier almost to get pulled into the negative uh, and and fear and and things like that. You know, uh, my perspective on what's been going on in the government and, you know, with this president and this uh, administration and 
all the other stuff is. You know, initially I was watching it quite a bit. You know, I'll I'll watch a little bit of ABC, I'll watch MSNBC, I'll watch a little CNN. I I tend to kind of look at different channel perspectives as opposed to just relying on one. Uh, I I have watched a little bit of Fox News. It's mostly stupid. I can't really do it. But, I mean, uh, some of the Fox News commenters are starting to wake up too, so that is good. Um, uh, Definitely a little bit more left to my my political points of view, but certainly not far left by any means. Definitely big pockets of conservative ideas that I also follow. Um, Which I will mention something very funny, so hopefully I'll remember to do that before the end of the show about that perspective. But, you know, at first I was watching it a lot, and then I, you know, I mean, I got sick of it, and it was becoming toxic, and I stopped watching it a bit, and then now I'm watching what's going on with less anger and anxiety and more like a curiosity. Um, It's kind of, as bad as things are, depending on which viewpoint you hold toward this president or this administration and what's going on in this country. You know, at another level, it is fascinating to watch this happening in our, in, in our democracy. In other words, I mean, I'm not equating what's going on to Watergate uh, because it's different. But, yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm not convinced Donald Trump will stay in office um, for four years. I don't think so for multiple reasons. And it is an issue about what I want. It's just what I observe. Uh, but it is kind of interesting to watch this unfolding in live time. This, you know, so there's a little part of me that, like, you know, I'm like kind of watching this, and rather than being as anxious about it, I'm kind of fascinated with my, like, sort of popcorn and soda, and I'm watching it. So I'm trying to take a different viewpoint on, on a lot of those things. But, you know, one of the things that was funny that I was telling a client today is, again, I, I, I far, I'm far more left in my approach to political perceptions and things. Um, But there's pockets of me that are are very conservative in a lot of ways. Fiscally and in other areas, I'm not completely 100% left or right. Uh, And I think anybody that is completely on one side and not at all on the other is insane. You know, I mean, you got to understand that there's wisdom on both sides and there's BS on both sides, you know, I mean, to some extent. That said, the second day on, you know, I had the, 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 the kidney, liver, river area stone issue come up on a Thursday night, Friday morning, and I started taking my herbs and stuff. And then Sunday morning I woke up again, uh, you know, at like, you know, 4 o'clock in the morning. I woke up with feeling that pain in my side, and I was had a little bit more fear come up again, too. I was like, oh, no, you know, I mean, I'm still feeling this, and, now I'm sort of nervous. I can't go back to bed because I feel this pain. I'm hitting the trigger points and a little worried. And what if this gets not healing? And, and what dawned on me was that I thought to myself, Jim, you know this. Herbs and, and this stuff that you're doing is going to take a little while. It's not going to heal instantaneously. You're doing what you need to, and you are to continue to do that with taking a lot more lemon water and, and apple cider vinegar and all the things I'm doing. So be patient. You're, you know, it's gonna, you know, you might have another night where you wake up, you know, with this in the next couple of days, and eventually it will pass. You're doing what you need to. That's what I kind of heard intuitively. But what's funny, and on a completely different note, is I turned on the TV and and I'm watching MSNBC, and I guess the Reverend Al Sharpton um, has his own show now, and you know he's interviewing. A, um, a a black woman, a clearly very educated um, 
teacher or, you know, uh, someone with uh, very articulate and very knowledgeable, and, 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 and as is he, as he is as well. And the whole discussion they were having, I've never seen this show before, was about that there are not enough black writers or characters on Game of Thrones. <laughs> so, listen, I watched Game of Thrones, and it's awesome. Uh, you know, it's fantastic. And there are two prim- primary, you know, black characters in this fantasy story world. Both of them are brilliant characters. One is the Grey Worm, who is a, a, a swordsman and a fighter and uh, very um, uh, ethical and moral and strong in character. And then there's a, the, the, queen, the Queen of the Mother of Dragons, one of the main characters on the show, has a translator who's a black woman who is you know, attractive and morally strong and, and all these things. So I'm kind of listening to having this discussion about not enough black characters in Game of Thrones, and I'm thinking to myself, and not enough writers, and I'm thinking to myself, one, this isn't a fantasy world. The complaint is that they were, um, that both characters are slaves, which is pretty much 95% of all the characters on the show, by the way, in, in one form or another. Most of the people in the world are, you know, enslaved just in regular life, too, in our world. So, you know, this is such an irrelevant discussion of total idiocy to me. And, you know, there's a show on, on HBO that I watch called Insecure, and it's about um, uh, uh, the main character is a black woman, and she is a very funny show. It's very smart. And I don't know a lot about black culture. I'm very white, and I, you know, I grew up in a somewhat multicultural city, but I don't know that much about black culture. Certainly not 30-year-old successful, you know, uh, uh, black culture. And I love the show Insecure. It's it's a great show. And and you see, 95% of the characters are black. I'm sure most of the writers are. Listen, that doesn't bother me. That's why I watch it. I get to learn something about this different cultural perspective. And uh, I enjoy it a lot. I'm watching uh, Transparent now, which is about a transgender uh, person uh, and his family. And I love it, by the way. Fascinating. I understand why it's gotten tons of awards. It was, I think, on Amazon, and now it's on Sundance Channel. I'm finally getting to see the last couple of seasons of Transparent. So I never had a desire to dress in women's clothes or anything like it, but of course it's fascinating to me to look at these other perspectives. I enjoy this. My Sagittarian is spewing out as I'm, as I'm talking, apparently. I don't know who understands that concept. I like that. That's fascinating. So listening to these people discussing now not black characters and writers on, on Game of Thrones is so ludicrous because while they have some element of a point, to me, people on the far right, they see this type of thing, and this is what makes them think that liberals are insane because of this discussion, this meaningless, no, you know I mean? This is not a real discussion. This is a, a meaningless thing. And, and this is why, you know, uh, getting very political, just kind of making a point here, I can't commit fully, completely to the left or completely to the right because in the extreme fringes of, of both sides is cuckoo land. You know what I mean? Even though, again, I lean far more left in, in, in political perception and, and points of view, this is exactly what, what right-wing, far-right-wing conservatives see and then say is nuts. So, you know, another part of me thinks, you know, maybe I was meant to wake up at 4 or 5 in the morning and catch a show because I'll use this in writing and maybe use this to give some people some insight because I am very understanding of I, – I, 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 Make no bones about not being a Trump fan. He is horrible in my mind. He always was. I don't think he's a bad guy, but I think he's not equipped to do this job. He never was. 
um, and, and people liked him, and I get the reasons that they did. But as I always say, I have friends that are at my gym, some of my buddies, and a couple of my family members that voted for Trump, and I think they're nuts, but I love them anyway, and a lot of the Trump people that I know would be the first one to pull over on the side of the road to help you change your tire if your car broke down, and so I don't fall into this category that, you know, all Trump people are racist or anything. In that sense, that's not true. You know, uh, there are some that are, there's no question, uh, but I, I just don't fall into these simplistic patterns at one level or another. And, and my perspective has always been that. I can like someone even if I disagree to some extent with certain political or other leanings that they may have. I don't have that um, fanatical, I must only be surrounded by people exactly like me that think exactly like me. And if someone's too fringe and too crazy, get lost. I mean, I can't deal with that either. I'm not going to hang out with white nationalist Nazis either. You know what I mean? But do I get why they think that way? Absolutely. Similar to gang mentality and other things, that's a whole other subject. But, but I do, I am comfortable with the idea of agreeing to disagree with people on certain things. Listen, there's, I, I have friends on, on Facebook that post things like, you know, that you're two times more likely to die if you use alternative medicine for cancer than, than traditional medicine. I don't know if those, fat, those are even true, those statistics. But it doesn't make me dislike them. As, as human beings, I understand that from their knowledge and their perspective as nurses and doctors and things like that. They've seen people you know, fall into being swindled, but they haven't researched and studied where people have been legitimately healed. So, again, I can coexist in that, in that experience and in that world. Okay, so that's my other mild rant. So, again, that was my thought. I woke up in that morning to see that weird show to give me some more understanding of the way some people from the quote-unquote other side think. Okay, back to the point at hand, because the shows look like we're getting ready to wrap up here. Um, you know, uh, listen, a lot of what I recommend, every person who has any slips, the, the bit of metaphysical bone in their body, get Louise Hay's book, You Can Hear Your Life. Um, again, I'm, you know, if you work with me personally in sessions, I can uh, often help sort of diagnose not to the same, I'm not a Herbalist, I'm not. I'll send you to someone like that anyway. But um, what I'm good at is getting to the root of uh, beliefs or emotional issues and things like that. That's what I'm good at. I do it for myself and I do it for my clients. It's one of the things that uh, that is very effective. So healing comes from multiple sides. But at a practical level, money's tight. You can't afford these things. I say, good guys, listen. You know, go online. We have libraries right at our fingers. If you have a computer and you're able to access it. And, you know, look up trigger points, acupressure points for sinus, for liver, for different areas. Um, look up, um, you know, healing uh, herbs for different parts of the body and things. You'll find a wealth of information to, to wade through. So, um, you know, there are ways to go about healing from different angles. And, and definitely love the herbal stuff, but highly recommend acupressure and ginseng and, and things like that um, and acupuncture. I mean, wonderful. It's just worked effectively for me repeatedly. Anyway, okay, looks like we are finishing our show here. So if you're not already getting my monthly column, email me, VenturaSag at Yahoo.com. You can get added to the monthly mailing list. Um, uh, mention your birthday when you do that because I do have a birthday promotion that I run once a year um, for discounted sessions for Leos or Virgos. And that is only by invitation, guys. So if, once you get on my mailing list, you'll get it. But it is by invitation. Um, and 
and you can get the the free monthly column. It's a great column, and it doesn't cost anything, and and you, you're good that way. Uh, if you want information about personal sessions, go jimventure.com. Check out what I offer there, and uh, just know that same day appointment requests are pretty rare to never, uh, unless I have a cancellation. Usually, you have to wait a couple of days to a week to get an appointment in. But uh, if you request, I'll, I'll find a way to do that. So. Thanks for joining me today. I'll be back here next month, and I still keep promising I will do an astrology update show. Uh, <laughs> I, I keep promising, but uh, you know it's been the summer. I think I'm summer's like Arizona summer's like winter everywhere else. I'm kind of a little lighter on, on my energy and what I'm doing, but I will eventually start hitting up some um, uh, astrology update shows as well. But I definitely be back next month with another column read. Enjoy the rest of August, and happy September. We'll catch up with everybody next time. Cheers.